Welcome to the Behavioral Healthcare Executive Podcast. I'm BHE Senior Editor Tom Valentino, joined today by Jamie Vink, the CEO of CPF Recovery Ways. Jamie was our first guest way back when we launched this show a couple years ago, so it's only appropriate uh, she is our first two-time guest. Jamie, welcome back. Thank you. We wrote recently uh, about uh, some expansion efforts that Recovery Ways has had going on recently. We will get into that in a little bit, but uh, that's not the full story of uh, what, what you guys have going on at uh, CPF Recovery Ways. What, what else is happening these days? So first of all, thanks, Tom, for allowing me to be your uh, first repeat guest. <laughs> and I wanted to talk a bit about Recovery Ways Salt Lake City. And what we have there, I believe, is a legacy. Recovery Way has, Ways has been around for more than 10 years. And we have a legacy and a reputation, if you will, for high value, high quality treatment. And what we've been able to do is, first of all, we have a fantastic relationship with the payers. So we are in network with just about everyone and a platinum provider for, with Optum. And what we've been able to do is to take any of our marginal dollars and to fund just a remarkable clinical and medical program. We treat mental health primary. We have an expertise with first responders. We have a two-week trauma intensive. And we have some of the most talented clinicians and remarkable sensory integration, occupational therapy. And I guess why this is important is that the folks that we get, I would say, are in the middle. They don't, they don't qualify for public assistance. However, they're not your private pay and out-of-network crowd either. They are 100% insurance dependent either because they have tapped their family's resources on their loved one and they simply don't have any more cash to fund treatment, or they are folks that are insurance dependent. And what we're able to do is to provide that typical out-of-network experience to really address the why, the emotion underlying the addiction, the trauma, and we can do that for an out for an in-network rate. Okay. When we spoke last, you were with uh, the uh, the Sierra Tucson group, and you are now um, with Recovery Ways, and I know one of the key differences there is where, where you're at now. You're um, you're backed by private equity, and we were talking a little bit off air before we started recording here about the differences and um, what has that experience been like over the past year or so, and and how has that kind of changed what you've been able to do? Well, it's interesting because typically in our industry, I believe private equity gets a bad rap. And there are some very mission-driven folks that are part of private equity firms, and I have the honor of working with them now. And when I met the folks at CPF, I realized they are completely mission-driven. And look, we all run businesses. And so, you know, I'm not a Pollyanna. I mean, I get it. I realize that we have to keep the lights on, but we can do that with a clinician's heart which is what I do. And so it, the private equity is, I guess, much more mission-driven than I thought it would be. And also it really funds the expansion that we have been able to, to do over the past six to eight months. Yeah, and let's talk. so that's been a key learning for me. 
Sure. Let's let's talk about that expansion a little bit. You started uh, middle of last summer uh, in your current position. Now, that was really kind of the early part of the pandemic. With all that going on in the world, how did that kind of impact the timeline of what you've been able to accomplish and, and what you've set out to do uh, over the past year? So that's a great question. And if we see from surveys, I know that you know I'm on the board of um, the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers, also uh, the CARES group. And there were a lot of surveys that, that happened at that time showing what behavioral health needed, what the, the leadership needed. And there was a big push for um, compassion fatigue, which I've been talking about for years, and trauma-informed leadership and those kinds of things. It was not easy to be an operator a year ago, that's for sure. However, the strong survive. And with the PPP loans and with very, very um, strategic operation, uh, strategic operators, we have been able to continue to serve our populations. And it has been so challenging in terms of COVID testing and admissions and COVID outbreaks and all of those kinds of things. But the strong have survived. And this, thank God, because all of suicides are up, overdoses are up. So we have all of this complication while the symptoms, while the diseases, mental health, substance use disorder are at epidemic proportions as well, not to mention all the racial social injustice that's creating more trauma in all of our lives. And so there's such a need for more quality, accessible care. And so we stayed true to the mission and the mission was set before I joined the team. And so what I've been able to do is to work with the incredibly talented team on both the CPF and Recovery Ways side and really bring it to life so that we can continue to, A, open places or partner with places where there's a treatment vacuum. And that's Northern Washington. So that's how we ended up there. We went to our payers and we said, where do you guys need the help? Where do you need more programs? And we've been able to find strategic partners throughout the country that have survived. And they say, we know what we're doing. We know how to do this. We just need a little bit of support to expand the service line to do primary mental health. You know, folks right now, they're suffering with addiction and a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. And so we've been able to help our strategic partners to expand their services. And so it's really the perfect timing for the right partners. Something else we've been able to do with our most recent um, partnership with Omega and Dr. Nick Carderas, that is screen and tech addiction. And that is also at, in epidemic proportions right now. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So what I thought was really interesting about this expansion, you, you talked about the geographic areas. Okay, where, where is the help needed? When you're identifying specific programs that you want to enter into a business relationship with, what what kind of things made a, the uh, partners that you ended up, uh, you know, working with here, the the organizations you've acquired, what what stood out about them? What made them the right fit to become part of the CPF uh, Recovery Ways portfolio? Well, for me, it's always clinical excellence and how we can do more with less. Because again, we're operating within this environment where we have to provide you know, acuities going up 
family acuity is going up. People are becoming more and more complex. And so we've got to be able to partner with programs that have the clinical sophistication to deliver this quality of care. And so we look at at a number of programs every day. And so what I'm drawn to are people who are strong clinical partners for us that share the vision, that share the belief that right now, you know, now more than ever, the need for quality care that's affordable is really what what sets us apart and really sets us on fire, if you will, to continue to do that. And when we all, when we found Omega and, you know, it's interesting, the synergy, you know, we found each other and that's what happens. It's such a, it's a real blessing to be able to go into these programs. And a lot of times it's someone's life's work. It's their legacy. And so they've got to believe in us, our leadership, and they've got to believe in our vision and so much that they will say yes, because in our model, our owners stay on. They become part of our treasured owners group and partners, and we work together to grow the businesses. So um, it's got to be that fit from a synergistic standpoint, a vision standpoint. And then, of course, it's got to make sense for us all financially as well. Broadly speaking, when mm-hmm. you were with Sierra Tucson Group, you you went mm-hmm. through a, a growth uh, initiative there. Um, this is a different kind of growth uh, that you're leading with recovery ways. Are there lessons from that past experience that you've been able to apply that have helped you uh, go through this process here, or is just it's so different that there, there's not a whole lot of overlap? Oh, there's so much overlap, and I can tell you the. If we think about a brand and we think about a culture and really, you know, if a brand is a promise, then the the team, they're the promise keepers. So they're the ones that will, you know, we can say our brand is X, Y, and Z, but it's that frontline team. It's your nurses, it's your doc, it's your therapist. They're, they're going to keep that promise when, when, um, when patients come in, when clients come in. And so... What I really learned from that rebranding is that if they don't believe in keeping the promise, if the culture isn't strong, if the culture isn't trauma-informed, if they're not feeling safe, then it won't work because they have to be able to believe in your brand, in your promise. And so that's something that I, I really learned when we were doing the um, that rebranding, and I carry that with with me now because when we go into a potential partner, you know they have to believe in the in what we in what we will offer the patients, and in terms of you know with clinicians, they can they feel your heart, and they know, and they're not going to sign up for anything they don't believe in. So that's been a huge. A, a huge transferable skill as well. Got the impression talking with you earlier that uh, the growth is not stopping here. What uh, What's on the horizon for recovery ways here as we look forward uh, through the rest of 2021 and beyond? So we are talking to some fantastic um, operators out there 
and we are working hard to ensure that we're in alignment, that we're doing something that makes sense for all of us, and most importantly, that we are going to be able to work together to expand access to care and to bring quality treatment to more folks all throughout the country. So we've got a lot that's that's going on right now. It's super exciting. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting that the organizations that you brought on board so far, it's not like they're all providing exactly the same services. There's diversity and in, in treating different needs. And is that something that was really, you know, part of the the, the thought process for you as, as you've mapped all this out? Yes. And what we like to be able to do is to have, um, for instance, breakthrough the Breakthrough Recovery in Spokane. I have known that program for years and we referred back and forth to each other and they offer that Brene Brown expertise. And interestingly enough, they've been a strong partner of Recovery Ways and they have one of our sensory integration rooms. So there's so much synergy there that that was a no brainer. And we know Spokane is a growth market and needs more. And so again, I really, first and foremost, I look for that clinical synergy at a variety of different levels and connection points. So absolutely, that was very um, carefully mapped, if you will. You know, does it go so far as to say, um, we are looking for a DBT program in, Mesa, Arizona. No, we don't hone in on it that much. Fair enough. Well, Jamie, mm-hmm. it's been great to catch up with you. Sounds like you've got a, a lot of tremendous things happening with Recovery Ways. Thank you so much for taking the time. Great to catch up and see you again. Thank you, Tom. All right. A reminder, you can sub- sub- you can subscribe to the BHE podcast on Apple Podcasts and other podcast listening platforms. Past episodes are also available on the BHE website, which is behavioral.net. That's going to do it for us. Our thanks once again to Jamie Vink, the CEO of CPF Recovery Ways. I'm BHE Senior Editor Tom Valentino, and this has been the Behavioral Healthcare Executive Podcast.